Want to talk? Want to do a podcast? Hey. Hey. And our phone is crooked. I, it's because I touched it. It's okay. Oh, you want it to be your best angle over there? No, I didn't want half the wall, like the white part. Oh. It looks better when you it's all brick. ran out of brick. brick money? Yeah, brick. No, it's the corner. <laughs> anyway, so what are you going to talk about today? What do you want to talk about, Jill? Uh, you should tell us about your church experience. Okay. Okay, for people that don't know you, you're extremely religious and spiritual. But then you get aggravate, aggravated uh, aggravated, with different church I situations. It's a, bad, it's a bad thing. No, but I think it's, you even have become ordained. Yeah. Hey, why don't you start your I'm church? I'm ordained and Catholic. Whoa. Um, I don't think the Catholic people, other Catholic people, would really appreciate that about me. But Well, not the people. Probably just the administration. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Um, yeah, tell us about your church experience. Well, okay, so we recently been going to this little church in town that's, I won't say the name of the church because I won't do that. Um, but It's not a bad place. It's, it's not. It's not. And okay. then, um, and so we've been going since mm-hmm. the beginning of the year, uh, pretty regularly, unless I'm in Mississippi or out of town for some reason or another. Mm-hmm. And so we went to the women's conference recently, and um, the first night a friend of mine did her testimony, and then it was for the IF gathering, which is like you, it's like a simulcast. So you kind of like zoom in or whatever, and you watch the different speakers, but at this particular church, they weren't wild, I think, about all the speakers. I don't even know who the speakers were. And so they would have, like, a, a live person do their mm-hmm. testimony, and then we'd walk, watch a talk. So Friday night went nice, and then Saturday we went, and they had invited a friend of theirs from, I think she lives in Shreveport now, um, to come and give her testimony. Okay. And um, it just really bothered me what she said. And so I got a little bit defensive and um can you give us like a just a quick synopsis of what was so offensive okay so without saying anything about that person because you're not right. you're I'm not, not judging not that person judging the person it was the way it all went down afterwards right it, you know and it was it really honestly was the way scripture was applied yeah. That really bothered me. So, I incidentally, I'm sitting next to a friend who has been divorced in the last two years due mm-hmm. to infidelity. Mm-hmm. Um, tried really hard to work it out, yep. and it wouldn't be worked out. And so, okay. I'm like texting her, are you, how are you doing? Because the whole message is about this person's um, husband who was very unfaithful to her. And... He asked her, you know, uh, why did you not leave me? And she said, well, because in Malachi 2, 16, it Mm -hmm. says that God hates divorce and I don't want to grieve the heart of God. And um, it just rubs me Mm -hmm. all kinds of wrong ways to the point that I was like, I cannot sit here anymore and act like I'm okay with this. I'm going to leave. And so I quietly left and went and sat out and outside until she was finished um 
So that verse is not translated that way in a lot of different texts. So obviously the Bible was not originally written in English, and so it has to be translated. Mm -hmm. So that is the Old Testament, and the Old Testament was originally written in Hebrew primarily. And so up until the King James Bible was printed, it was always translated Mm -hmm. when a man hates his wife and divorces her. Mm Mm-hmm. And the reason, uh, the, the backstory of that were, was that there were a bunch of um, Jewish men that were leaving their Jewish wives of their youth to go be with foreign women who served foreign gods. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out to the girl who's a friend of mine that, um, you know, kind of put the whole thing together. And she thought I was really coming after the speaker, but I was really just concerned because I felt like, a lot of people might feel really condemned because who really wants to grieve the heart of God? I mean, no, and especially women that are at a women's conference. Yeah, it felt like it was a little bit demeaning to women and that they should just be subservient and just go along with it and just suck it up. And yeah. if the shoe would have been reversed, he probably would have left her a long time ago. So it just... It was just, and like, and, and she talked about how she continues to be triggered by different things. Mm-hmm. And um, so it just did really feel like it was like that. Just, you know, just suck it up. And then there was a girl that came up later to our table and she was pretty upset because she had been divorced in the last year because her husband was um, an alcoholic and just, I don't know if he was abusive, but it just wouldn't work. And mm-hmm. So she said it kind of made her mad, and I said, well, if it makes you feel any better, it made me mad, too, and I, you know, am not in that situation, and it was really just a defense, my defensive nature for people, because I want them to, like, come to a women's conference and be excited about the Lord, and not that conviction can't happen in church, because I actually like it. It helps me know when I'm, like, off the the right road, Mm -hmm. and I need to, like, bring myself back in, Mm -hmm. but, you know, at a women's conference, I just think it, you have, unless you're dealing with a bunch of holy rollers, which those are my favorite people, and I Mm -hmm. love being with the holy rollers, and I'm a holy roller, you can't, I just don't think you should be so really condemning, and Mm -hmm. that wasn't, you know, conviction is of the Lord, but Uh, condemnation is from the enemy so you know I wasn't real received by my friend she thought I was coming after the speaker when really I was just saying that was a misapplication of scripture and then I went to the pastor and he did not agree with me that that was a misapplication of scripture well too didn't you say that you were worried that that whole belief you wanted to make sure that was not the belief of the church Right, because as we're, like, when I was out of the room, my friend who I was with heard another table talking, and one of the ladies was like, I'm really struggling with my marriage, and so the other two girls were not listening to what she had to say Mm -hmm. and letting her, you know, discuss it. They immediately were like, "Um, you should just stay. You Oh, no, speak words of affirmation, like positive words over your marriage, which is true. It's like, it's it's interesting because it's not like, okay, the Lord does not really like divorce. That is not a, that is not untrue. Mm-hmm. And you should speak words of, it is important that we speak positive words over our marriage and mm-hmm. all of those things. But people also need to be heard. And I think that I know the Lord hates adultery i mean it's in the ten commandments and he hates abuse and even my husband obviously he wasn't there because it was a women's conference but 
he said it sounds like they're encouraging, you know, sh or that the speaker was encouraging women to stay in abusive relationships. Yeah. And he said living in a marriage that you are constantly being cheated on is abuse. Abuse. And it is. Well, and you had your daughters with you, and you don't want them to think oh, that's okay. Right. And, and I think a lot of times what's so scary in churches is we just sit there and we're listening and we're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then we're not checking it. And we are told in Scripture we're supposed to kind of like check up on what we're mm -hmm. hearing to see if it's right. Because if it's consistently wrong, we don't need to be in that place. But, you know, even if it's, you know, most of the time right, you still got mm -hmm. a human being up there doing the teaching and you hope that they're doing their absolute best. You know, yeah. I don't think this lady drove from out of town to... To give that message. To be ugly. You no. know, I, I think that, you know, that is her story. And that's kind of some of the... Um, feedback I got was just really like that's her story she should be able to tell her story and I'm like yeah but I don't think that she needs to I, like it came across as just suck it up you know and yeah. there were other women in that room that were had been through similar situations and so fortunately my friend is very strong but she she's not gonna like be very brazen about defending herself because it is so personal so for me I'll be the one mm -hmm. that is brazen about it, you know, and I do think it's really important that people give their testimonies, but I think if you're going to give your testimony, it needs to port, 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 la, 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 point back to the Lord and what he did. And yeah. it doesn't need to be about us. Otherwise, it's just a story and stories are fun to tell, but that's not a true, mm -hmm. in my opinion, testimony. So, so, but after you brought it to the attention of the pastor, mm -hmm. that's where it also became conflicted. Well, he just didn't agree that the scripture was misapplied, even mm -hmm. even though I, you know, kind of went through what I just said as far as how it was originally translated yeah. and the backstory of it. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think that there's a problem. A lot of times we are just, as humans, we're guilty. I'm guilty of it too, mm -hmm. just picking a scripture and just being like going with it and based in our whole theology around that. It's like, the scripture that says women shouldn't, you know, preach, and that was a certain time and place. It wasn't, um, it wasn't meant to be all women for all time. And you know, when you go through Bible school, you usually take a class called hermeneutics, and that helps you to understand like who is this written to, mm -hmm. you know? And not every single thing is applicable to my life today. I don't think that the Lord wants my husband to have multiple wives and concubines, but yeah. that is in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't think he was in favor of that at the time, but still men of the Lord that were good people did that, mm -hmm. you know, and that's how it was at that For time For those times, period. yeah. So, um, it's just, it's frustrating to me because I just feel like, you know, we're, we're the sheep and sometimes like sheep aren't really smart. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, it just, when I see stuff that's in error, especially if it's um, condemning to people, it just infuriates me. Mm -hmm. But then it puts me in a position where I'm like, I don't want to go back there, you know, and then it's an issue of, well, where am I going to take my kids? Cause they really want to be in church. So true. So, but after all this happened and then you spoke with a pastor, what was the sermon about this past Sunday? 
Well, I don't know 100%. Mm-hmm. I've just, because it hasn't been posted, but there mm-hmm. were some messages on Facebook talking about, like, give your testimony, even if people are going to gossip about you. So I don't know if that was in relation to all of this, but I did not gossip about No, I don't even know who the lady is. I mean, Um, I don't... It was not against her. It was kind of like, all right, church, um, is this what you're promoting? Because this is what I'm hearing. I'm hearing that women should just stick in a marriage. And be subservient to it, yeah. Be subservient, be okay with it, get over it. Here's Um, the thing that I noticed in the reply that you got back. That was never really answered. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of said, well, it seems like you and I are on the same page because I had said, does the church encourage women to stay in relationships that are not truly reconcilable? And he said, I don't know what you mean by not truly reconcilable. Mm-hmm. I say that word today, anyway. And so, um, so you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I know. It kind of leaves you like a little bit in limbo. Maybe you need to go back and then just see how you're received. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think they're going to be ugly or No, anything. I don't either, but you might get a better feel of how you feel about it. That's true. Yeah, I mean, it's just worth a shot. So... I went to church. Andy and I were just talking about this last night. I went to church with my aunt when I went to surprise her for her birthday. Mm-hmm. And loved I it. loved her church. Yeah. And, I, you know, Andy and I were talking about it last night. You know, like, I love Joel Olstein. I love him. I don't, I know he's caught a lot of slack over the years. And Andy was like, he's pretty much, I feel like he's a really good motivational speaker. And he's I said, positive. but that's what you want to hear. And it makes you feel good about it when you leave. And I, that's what I like about it. That's what I like about my aunt's church, which is very similar to a very large church here. And I can understand why people, why yeah. it's so crowded. I can. I mean, you don't, getting into the politics of it is where it gets very jaded and very, people have very big opinions. And you got, but I think if you were just going for the message, that it's very uplifting. I do. I mean, I would probably go there if I wasn't Catholic. Well, I think that that is true. Like, mm-hmm. the, you know, you can go. If you just go, that is probably my biggest problem. Yeah, you cannot get, get too, too involved. deep into stuff. And then I see the error, and then it mm-hmm. bothers me a lot. And um, so, you know, and I, I really do feel like if we don't speak up, if somebody doesn't speak up about stuff that's not quite right, then that's not, that's just as bad as me having well, said it. you've got to keep everybody so, honest. And, yeah. it, you know, and you do, you want to make sure where you're taking your kids that they are being taught the more, right stuff. Yeah, true. You know, yeah. and, and so, but you like what you're talking about in those bigger, like mega type churches, mm-hmm. it, you can go and like get your uplifting message and then go yeah. home. You know, my problem is I get, you know, knee deep and, yeah. and, and well, serving and, and then it's not. And the other negative to that is really like if there's like six services in one day, yeah, like you, most people don't go to the same service. Mm-hmm. So there's no accountability. So like if I don't show up for six months, they might not know, 
you know? True. And, like, who's going to check on me? I, I like to, I really do like to go where I know somebody because they'll be like, where were you? What's going on with you? Are you okay? Yeah. Like, do you need to get in trouble? Like, <laughs> like no, why are you I not know. here? You do feel you like know? you're more, yeah, somebody is invested in you because you're not there. Also, like, at the mega church here, um, you know, I knew of a lady that was really involved, and she yeah. died of COVID, and she didn't get a funeral. The fu- the pastor of the church, like the pastor that's over all the churches, obviously didn't do the funeral. But I don't even think the local pastor did mm-hmm. it. It was two well, girls <clears throat> that knew her really well because when you're in a church that large, nobody even knows who you are. And I yeah, really I like do agree to with be that. known. And I don't know, you probably know this already, but that church we're talking about, mm-hmm. you're, they do not allow the body to come in the sanctuary. Oh. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. That's the rule, though. And I know that for a fact because we had some friends that were killed in a car accident, both of them, and they were not, their bodies were not allowed in the sanctuary. Was that the motorcycle accident? Mm-mm. Oh. Mm-mm. Well, what like what do you do with the body? You just take it to the burial? I don't know, but they they just did a um, celebration of life before the funeral. I'm yeah, sorry, I no. just thought it sounded. So I funny. know, but that's what they do. They did a celebration of life, and then the the actual funeral was after that. But they did not allow them to come in, which is you know I felt like was your dad's body at his funeral. Or yes. Did he get cremated? No, no, no. no. It was no, he just was closed. There. It was yeah, closed. It was closed. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't remember it being closed either. Was it not? I'm gonna have to ask my stepmom. Um, but I don't. To me, heck, I can't even remember if my dad. Oh no, my dad got cremated. Forgot. I feel like it's good to have the body there because then everybody can still it does celebrate. Give you, you, closure. you get that closure. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm like one of those weirdos. I have to go see the body. You know, like some mm-hmm. people don't want to see it, but I have to see it. But if it's your closure. loved one, I would have to, you know, for when my grandfather died, some of his relatives from Pennsylvania couldn't come. And my grandmother was adamant. Somebody had to go take pictures of him in the casket, calf, cost the little casket so they could send you were trying to combine yeah coffin coffin and my mom was so outdone by that i mean she was like that is despicable but my grandmother i mean they grew up during the depression so like i can kind of see you know like they just had to have complete closure well i had a friend of of like a drug overdose Mm -hmm. and i had like she was young and i had to i had to go see it like i i just knew yeah you had to make sure i needed to to see it but i so many stories are spinning out of my head right now on this very topic (laughs) number one i'm thinking about how when we were in new orleans we went to the grave site to see john you know see john and they, you know, in New Orleans, they have the above ground yeah. tombs and they're like ridiculously expensive and they've been in the family name forever. Well, I was informed that I'm not allowed to go in the tomb without special permission. And I don't really know that I want to go in the tomb because this is what it's like. Okay. Do you know about this? Uh, I think you've told me this, but I can't remember. Okay. So like, apparently there's shelves inside the tomb. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But one of the shelves, I guess, was broken and they asked my mother-in-law, did she want to pay to have the shelf fixed? And she said, no, just drop those bones down in the bottom, which is what they do, but usually it's like two bodies, but now it would just be like one body because one of the shelves is broken. So they dump the bones out in the hole. Ooh. And then the other one is in the casket. So 
I was like, we're driving down the road, and I was like, I just need to ask you a question. I don't mean to be morbid or nothing, but let's just say you're not yeah. in New Orleans when you die. Like, how the heck do I get your body from Destin or Tuscaloosa or wherever yeah. the heck you are to New Orleans? Like, how does that happen? I mean, do they strap well, you in the car or what? Here, so, this is what's so crazy. So, when my grandmother passed in Texas, uh-huh. American Airlines flew her in the coffin. To yeah. Pensacola. That's what they it's do. It's Air Med. She has like some kind yeah. of insurance called Air Med. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I mean, I was just curious. We're going to strap you in the car and like drive you to, I mean, like, it's, how does that work? You know? Yeah. Um, but it also made me think of you growing up. Didn't you have like, didn't you? Didn't so you? my, yeah. So my parents were best friends with another couple and they ran a mortuary. And so back then and up north, they did it out of their house. So the basement was the mortuary, but they had a room like a viewing sitting room. room. Yeah, and, like and so I was friends. His the, their only son was the same age as me. We went to kindergarten together. His name was Dino, and we would ride bikes through the house. You know, like because it was cold and it was snowing. And anyway, so they there was a dead body in there one time. And I hate to say this, but it was a baby, and we were just dumbfounded because and didn't we touched you? the baby. Yeah. Oh, I know. It makes me want to wash my hands right now. <laughs> that's that's kind of cringy, Jill. I know, but we got in serious trouble. Like his mom and dad were pissed, and I was like, "Well, we were we were like four you or didn't five. No, I mean, no, we had no idea. But he was like, "Did you see the baby?" And I was like, "Where?" And we could not understand how that why happened. the baby was in, and it was in a little. I'll never forget. Aww. It was in a little bitty coffin that was white, like a pearl Just iridescent, like and had the wrap in, and we, but it was real wrinkly. How do we go from church? To I don't know. Ooh, we're going to have to end on a good like, night because this it's kind like of creepy. This is like a day in the life of our conversation. It's like a, <laughs> this is how my brain works. It's like a whirlwind of like one thing to the next. I don't even know how we got I there. I don't know that. what that is, if that's like ADHD. It could you know be. what I read? ADHD helps with ADHD, which clearly if I have it, it doesn't, but um, it's magnesium. But I've been taking magnesium. Oh, I read magnesium. that too. I read that, yeah. So I've been reading a lot about I magnesium. I don't know if that's... How weird. Yeah, I think Stephen yeah. needs some serious magnesium. <laughs> I, I literally will be sitting next to him and Kelly, and they're both, like, bouncing their legs up and yeah. down, and it, like, makes me nuts. I'm like, dude, like, I'll just put my hand on his leg and be like, stop. Nobody move. Stop that. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway, I well, don't know what we're going to, I don't know what we're going to do about church. Um, you'll figure it out. Maybe try not. the other one up on the hill. What one? The one on 43. No. It's Baptist. So you can still go? I can't do Baptist. Okay. I'll tell you why. I, I love my Baptist brothers and sisters, but first of all, I do drink. Uh, number two, they don't like women ministers. Um, number three, they don't believe anything in the supernatural. See, okay. The Catholic Church leaves a lot of room for that. They're yeah, in, they they're do. into mystics and stuff. Well, it's a whole nother conversation. Maybe by the next time we come on here, you'll let us know about your church situation. Oh, gosh. Yeah, it should be good. I wonder if anybody will hear it and be contacting me. But that is my opinion. Hey, everybody's got one. I think it's accurate, too. I I do, too, because I listen to you the whole time. Yeah, bless her heart. She's like, I'm like, I said something to the effect of, well, I got mad. And she goes, oh, Kimberly. <laughs> and then I told her she's like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, no, yeah. When you said you well, walked out, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I will tell you this: like, that is one reason I expect—I mean, respect the local priest—is because 
I will say, I don't agree with that. I don't think that's right. And he, mm -hmm. he's totally shocked by my opinion. But he's still like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad you're here today. Yeah, you know, no, like I mean, other people were like, oh, no, here she comes with her, <laughs> with her opinions, you know, so. It's totally fine. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll see y'all soon. See ya. Bye. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Facebook at Real Deal Friends and Instagram at The Real Deal Friends. Have questions? Email us at therealdealfriends at gmail.com. <laughs>